You're gonna forgive me when you find out the wonderful thing I'm doing for you. Mm -hmm. See, there's this great woman who lives in my building. She's beautiful and funny. No, just stop right there, Roz. I do not go out on blind dates. They're demeaning and a hideous waste of time. No, thank you. No. It's not for you. It's for your father. Oh, what time should you pick her up? Okay, that's from Frasier. That's Frasier and Roz. And blind dates. Are they good or are they not good? You know, when I think back to my own history, I went on blind dates. In fact... I met my husband on a blind date, and I love them, and my husband loved them. My husband came to uh, came out on a blind date, thinking, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You're you're meeting on equal turf. You're trying to figure out if you like one another. So it isn't the case where one person's chasing another person. There's a pursuer and someone that's running away. It's not that. It's that it gives you another opportunity to find romance in your life if that's what you're looking for. And it worked beautifully for me. Of course, he came to the door. My blind date here. My husband came to the door and he told me he had a little puppy in the car. He did not have a little puppy. He had a huge dog. I was not a dog person, but I was really charmed by my husband. He was so attentive to the dog, and I just wanted that attention for myself. I just, I'd never seen someone so caring, and he's been that way, and it's wonderful. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness, and this is your opportunity to call in and ask me any question that is really eating away at you. Any question having to do with yourself, maybe you procrastinate or made some resolutions that you can't keep, or maybe you just are angry with somebody in your family. There's one young woman who writes to me who tells me that she can't stand it at home. She lives at home and her grandmother and her mother are always fighting and she's in the middle. She hates it. She doesn't know how to stop it, and she just breaks down in tears. And I'll help her coming up. So that may be your issue, too, where there's just a lot of tension fighting going on. And, of course, people fight differently. Some people fight by screaming and yelling. We had neighbors that did that. We would be in our home, and you could listen, and you could hear them screaming. Grandma was screaming across the street, or the husband was screaming, and it was just a very loud, volatile family. Other families fight very quietly. It's that stony, cold silence. And those are some of the things you can call me on. Also, another topic that we'll be taking up a little later on the agenda is... Divorce, dealing with your ex. And some people just have wars that go on forever. The wars never end. And other people become close with their exes. You know, they need to co-parent together. Some people become too close. And we'll take a closer look at the ones that become too close. And think about what excites you, what hobbies, what interests, what career goals. And then ask yourself, Hey, am I really doing these things? Am I, you know, I tell myself I love tennis or I tell myself that I would love to take up ballroom dancing or some hobby, you know, fishing or something that you would love. And then you say, yeah, someday I'll do it. And you know, you never will. There's a little asterisk there that just says, by the way, you know that this is just a pipe dream. You'll never follow through on this. You haven't done it in the past 10 years. And what makes you think you're going to do it now? So you want to figure out what can motivate you. And later on in the show, I will talk with Dr. Andy Bernstein about how 
to make the most of your life and how not to. What goes wrong? What keeps you stuck? Not pursuing those dreams. Sometimes a dream is getting out of a bad relationship. Sometimes a dream is getting out of a job that you fail, you've settled into and you can't stand that job. Again, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. You can pick up the phone and call me. My number is toll free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner. That's toll free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. And my website's drkenner.com. And of course, there's a range of questions. It's not therapy. It doesn't replace therapy, but I'm a clinical psychologist, so I can put you on a better track. Right now, I'm going to tell you about the that young girl who's dealing with her mother and her grandmother. See, see if you've been in a situation like this and think back to how you dealt with similar situations in your life. Hi, Dr. Kenner. My name is Amber. I don't know what to do anymore. My mom and grandma argue. Every time they do, I feel like I'm in the center. They make me feel like I have to choose a side and I don't want to. I live with my grandma and when they start arguing, I jump in and I argue with both of them. Today when they started, I did something different. I yelled at them. I told them I was tired of being in the middle and I wasn't going to put up with them trying to make me take sides. I love them both a lot. After my grandma left the room, I started to cry. I don't even know what they were arguing about. What can I do to make things more more peaceful? Yours truly, Amber. Amber, you definitely sound like a lovely kid, and you're trying to do something that the adults should be doing in your situation. I think what you did was fabulous. You spoke your own mind. You stepped outside the situation and you named what was going on. So let's say that mom and grandma were fighting about, oh, let's just pick something. They were fighting about what to cook for dinner and who was going to do the cooking. And this was the argument du jour, whether it was going to be lasagna or beef stroganoff or whether they were going to order pizza. And you're sitting there and you're saying, this goes on all the time all the time. They are always fighting. And so notice you're not focused on lasagna or beef stroganoff or pizza. You're focused on the bigger picture. You're focused on their method, the process that's going on, that they're always arguing. We have names for that skill, the skill that you used. You shifted from the content the lasagna, beef stroganoff, or pizza, to the method, the fact that they were arguing. And that's where you named the issue. You told them just how you felt assertively. We call that I language. I am feeling. I'm rather than you, 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 that finger pointing language. I'm tired of being in the middle. I'm not going to take sides anymore. You can add to this. I love you both. I'm feeling very stressed. I cry when you argue. I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. I hope you both love me enough to figure out why you argue all the time. It's driving me crazy. I plan to leave the room or even the house when you start to argue. I'm not going to do anything bad to myself, but I'm not going to put myself in the middle anymore. I really wish you would both iron out the details together. You know, mom and grandma, you may need some outside help. You may need some professional help. You may not be able to do this together. And I guess that there are deeper issues that neither of you want to share with me. For example, your mother may feel real guilty that you're living with grandma. Grandma may feel like she's failed as a mom because mom isn't taking care of you. She may feel resentment towards your mom. Or your mother may feel jealous of your relationship with her. You know, there are 
deeper issues that drive these surface arguments. So you want things to be more peaceful, and I think that you have you already have the solution. Um, I when I used to work at a VA hospital, veterans hospital, we would videotape sessions, and then we would bring back families and couples and let them observe their own sessions without the volume, and they would see the anger, things that they hadn't seen when they were enmeshed in the argument. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the rational basis of happiness. If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. If you find yourself chronically complaining or moping, work to solve your problems and shift your focus to what's going well in your life. If you can't do it alone, get help. You may legitimately be in a bad mood because of something your romantic partner did or didn't do. If so, clearly name to yourself which of your partner's words or actions are the source of your moodiness so that the two of you can take steps to remedy the situation. The chances for romantic happiness are better if both partners are typically in a good mood. Having a genuinely pleasant, benevolent demeanor makes you obviously more lovable and more joyful to be around. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.